Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 12th episode of The Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and in today's episode, we are going to be doing week two of our NBA bubble player grades, where we give grades to um, NBA players based on their performances in the bubble in Orlando. And just before we start the episode, I want to tell you guys to stick around towards the end of the episode because I have a big announcement concerning the channel, and you're definitely, definitely going to want to hear it. So without without further ado, let's get into the episode. So in today's episode, we're going to be doing week two of our NBA bubble player grades. And uh, just to refresh your memory, that's when we go we go over three players uh, that have played either well, not so well, or kind of in the middle, and we grade them based on their performances in the bubble. Last week, we did three players, Michael Porter Jr., Ben Simmons, and who was the third player? Mm. I do not remember, but um, either way, Michael Porter Jr. has continued to play extremely well. Um, sadly, Ben Simmons did get injured. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen to any of the players we go over this week. But yeah, let's get into the three players we have for today's episode. So the first step, the first player that we have is Damian Lillard. So coming into the bubble in Orlando, I th- uh, the Blazers, excuse me, Blazers, they were ninth in the Western Conference, um, and they were looking to make the playoffs uh, either as um, the eight seed or they were looking to play. Um, they're, they're looking to make it into a play-in game, uh, meaning they're going to be four games um, or less behind the eight seed. Um, and to do that, they're going to have, they had a very tough schedule. Um, and to do that, they're going to have to play extremely, extremely well, and they're going to have, they're going to, have to win basically every game. Um, and with the win yesterday against the Dallas Mavericks, a very, very good game. I watched that game. Um, a very, very good game against Damian Lillard um, and Luka Doncic. Um, but against the Mavericks, uh, the Blazers did win, and now they are in control of the eight seed, and they are um, looking pretty good uh, right now. It seems that they are going to be the eight seed, and there will be a play-in game uh, with either uh, the Spurs, the Phoenix Suns, or the Memphis Grizzlies. But right now, the Blazers are the hottest team in the bubble right now, and are in the eight seed, and are looking looking really good. And that is all thanks to star point guard Damian Lillard. We're going to talk about this a little later about Damian Lillard, but I think right now, I think mostly all of you would agree with me that Damian Lillard right now is the best point guard in the NBA. I think that Steph Curry's not playing right now, so you can't really have him in the conversation, and I don't think anyone come comes close to what Damian Lillard is doing right now. So Damian Lillard is leading the Blazers as the best point guard in the NBA in the bubble. Um, so in the bubble, the Blazers are 5-2. and two. They have five wins, two losses. Um, they've moved up to the eight seed, and in those seven games, Damon Lillard is averaging, get ready for this, 37 points a game, 9.2 assists, 4.4 rebounds, and is doing all of that while playing 37 minutes a game. And these stats are similar to what we TJ Warren was the other player that we talked about last week, I just remembered. Those stats are similar to what we... We're talking about last year, last episode with T.J. Warren, 40, 40 points a game, great um, passing, great rebounding, playing a lot of minutes, and um, so yeah, Damon Lillard 
in week two of the bubble is very similar to TJ Warren in week one of the bubble. Um, but not just that Damian Lillard is averaging 37 points a game and all those amazing stats, but specifically in the last two games, he's been playing out of this world, out of his mind. In the last two games, the Blazers, they've won both of those games. Damian Lillard has had 51 points. And then the next game tied his career high with 61 points while shooting 55% from the field. Those, similar again to TJ Warren, are video game numbers, are GOAT numbers, are, are, amaz- are greatest of all time numbers, numbers that cannot be matched in any way. Crazy, crazy numbers. I've watched most of the Blazers games because with Damian Lillard playing like this, they are must-watch TV, and he is right now just unstoppable and has been playing out of his mind and has been uh, has been fun to watch, but we're going to get into why, for me, it has not been so, so fun. So Lillard is carrying, uh, he's carrying the Blazers to the playoffs, and right now he is playing like the best player in the NBA. Um, but as a Lakers fan... I've talked about this in other episodes that I'm a Lakers fan, LeBron fan. As a Lakers fan, I am extremely, extremely nervous. I've watched all these Blazers games. Damon Lillard is unstoppable. He's shooting from half court. He's had his way at the free throw line in in um, in the paint. Um, he's sharing the ball, doing everything. And not just him. The Blazers are playing extremely well as a whole team. And the, the Lakers are the first seed. And so if the Blazers were to get the eighth seed, they'd be playing a first-round matchup. And I'm just extremely nervous as a Lakers fan, and I really hope that the Blazers don't make the eighth seed. Um, but if they do, I really hope that the Lakers, LeBron can flip the switch and he can uh, just breeze past them and uh, make it to the second round. But putting aside my biases as um, a Lakers fan, as a basketball fan, as an NBA fan, um, this is great for the NBA. It's great for um, all of the all players, um, all fans to watch, excuse me. And uh, because of his amazing, amazing play in the bubble, um, his great leadership, um, also sacrificing his body, no, 37 points a game is the most in the bubble. No all st- no uh, star is averaging any uh, close to the, um, that those amount of minutes per game. Uh, he's sacrificing his body to uh, make the playoffs. He's put, going all in on Portland and on his team, and I commend him for that, for his great leadership and all that. And for that, I have to give him a bubble grade of an A+. I would do similar to TJ Warren that we talked about last week. If it was possible, he would get an A++++ max max grade. But the max on the scale right now is only an A+. So Damon Lillard has been great and gets a grade, and gets a grade of A+. The next player we're going to talk about um, is a player when I was doing this research, I had a, a really just, I think, a good time doing it because I enjoyed watching him play. And that player is Keldon Johnson. Um, if so, if you didn't watch college basketball last season, you probably don't know who Keldon Johnson is. Uh, Keldon Johnson is a small forward uh, from the University of Kentucky, and uh, he was drafted uh, in the first round by the Spurs with the 29th um, overall pick in the 2019 in the 2019 draft last year. Um, and you don't know him because during the first half of the season, or I guess you could say before the season was postponed. Um, he was only playing around four minutes a game. He only played 11 games and only played four minutes a game in uh, those 11 games. Um, and just, he was just a bench player, not really getting any minutes, not doing anything impressive. And that's why most people don't really know about him. But in 
this in the bubble, he's averaging around 25 minutes a game and has been really taking advantage of his playing time on the Spurs team, who have been playing extremely well in the bubble, um, as they are also, along with the Blazers, looking looking to make the playoffs. So in the seven games that the Spurs have played, um, Keldon Johnson is averaging, as I, as I mentioned, 25 minutes a game off the bench, of course, 25 minutes off the bench, um, 13 points a game, 5.4 rebounds a game, and is shooting 61.3% from the three-point line. That was the biggest uh, factor for me. Um, it's, it's also not that he's just shooting one a game. He's shooting, uh, he's shooting four a game, uh, four or three a game, which is extremely impressive for a rookie, extremely impressive for any player. But 61.3% from the three-point line is very, very good. Um, but... Besides the three-point percentage, 13 points a game and 5.4 rebounds in 25 minutes is like is they're impressive numbers, but they're not mind-boggling numbers. Of course, a lot. It's I'm not in the NBA, and but if you ask any NBA player, I, they would say that it's pretty easy to get these numbers. Um, but the thing for me is that he's a the thing for me is that he is a rookie, and that he's on a Spurs team that they that is filled with veterans and is he is taking advantage of his time um, of his playing time there. And I, he recently, uh, well last yesterday they played the Rockets, the Spurs, and he had a career high 24 points. He shot three for three from the three point line, had a career high 11 rebounds. And it was just, he was the X factor in that game. And he's been the X factor for, for the Spurs in the seven games. Um, and he's been impressed. And it's obvious that he's impressed the Spurs, his Spurs teammates, he's in, um, impressed the Spurs coaching staff, specifically Coach Popovich, who's giving him a lot of playing time, and I'm just happy to see him uh, uh, play so well. As I, he was a very, very good player in college basketball, and good to see his skill translate into the NBA. So for his play in the Orlando bubble, I'm going to have to give him a grade of a B plus. Um, has been playing very well, has been the X factor for this team, and. Um, hopefully the Spurs get into the playoffs. As uh, as a Lakers fan, I really hope they get the eighth seed, so uh, the Lakers don't have to play the Blazers. But besides that, Kelvin Johnson B plus grade, amazing, amazing performance in the Orlando bubble. The next player that we're going to talk about in the last player um, is one of the players that has been not been playing very well in the bubble. We um, had a player that's playing. In this episode, we talked about Dame Lillard, who's uh, played very well. We talked about Kelvin Johnson, who's played also pretty well. But now we're going to be talking about Lonzo Ball, who has not played very well at all. Um, so coming into the bubble, if you remember from the episode where I did my breakdown on the Pelicans, I was very, very excited for the Pelicans. I thought that the break, um, that four-month break, would be really good for them, specifically Zion and Lonzo Ball, as they both needed a break, I thought. Um, so I thought that... It was Lonzo Ball was going to come out of the gate in Orlando, um, really playing well, and I thought the Blazers were going to, uh, not the Blazers, I thought the Pelicans were going to also play well and make the playoffs. But uh, a few days ago, they did get eliminated, and Lonzo Ball is one of the main reasons uh, for that. Um, so in the seven games that the Pelicans have played in the Orlando bubble, they are two and five. As I said, they were eliminated from the playoffs, and Lonzo Ball was playing very, very bad. Um, he is averaging seven points a game, six and a half assists a game, and five rebounds. 
So in looking at those stats, besides the seven points a game for their starting point guard, who plays almost 30 minutes a game, those stats are good. Six and a half assists and five rebounds um, is very, very good. If he was averaging 14, six and a half, and five, he would be, his, we wouldn't be talking him we wouldn't be talking about him as not playing well, but he's only averaging seven points a game, and that is very, very bad for a starting point guard averaging um, over 30 minutes a game. But when you look deeper into his stats in these seven games, you see that uh, seven points a game is de- is not the... Excuse me. Um, you see that seven points a game uh, gets much, much worse with some other stats. Um, he's In these seven games, he's shooting 19% from the three-point line, 26% from the field. And along with that, he's averaging four turnovers a game and it has an average of a minus 7.7 per game. So let's go over each stat individually. 19% from the three and 26% from the field. Again, I'm not in the NBA and I'll never make the NBA, but I feel that I can shoot better than 19% from the three-point line. I do play basketball, but and I'm not a great shooter, but 19% from the three, that is really, really bad. And he's not also, he's not just shooting like one a game. He's shooting four, five to four a game, four to five a game. And he's making, some games, he's making zero. In his last game, he shot four three-pointers, he made zero. And 26% from the field. I've watched his games. Me and my friends have talked about this. He's just, he's he's extremely fast. He's running into the paint and he's getting wide open lamps and he's just bricking them. He just can't make a layup. It could be because his confidence is not where it's supposed to be. But again, I'm not in the NBA, but I can make wide open layups. They're, and I I'm not, I kid you not, they're wide open. There's no one in a, in a, a five foot vicinity of him. They're wide open. And it's crazy to me that he's that he's having these shooting percentages, but I understand because he's never been such a great shooter. Um, but what I'm really nervous about is the turnovers per game. He's averaging in these seven games four turnovers a game. Lonzo Ball is known to be one of the best passers in the NBA. He's av- in his career. He's averaged six, almost seven assists per uh in, per game in his career, and to average four turnovers a game is atrocious for to be to be known as one of the best passers in the game and along with that a negative 7.7 per game uh, while he's on the court the pelicans are minus almost eight points as the starting point guard you cannot have a minus of that much i understand you're not going to have a plus 15 or plus 11 like lebron or plus yeah 15 like Giannis, but at least be in the positives, like I'm thinking maybe plus three, you're the starting point guard who averages 30 minutes a game. You can't be you can't be taking away eight points from your team while you're on the court. You're on the court for almost half the game, it, and it's it's just ridiculous to to see a to see a player that I think Lajibal has a lot of potential, and in these seven games he's just not been living up uh, to that at all, and it's it's just sad, especially with the Pelicans team who I thought. I'm, t- I- I'm not trying to throw shade at Lonzo Ball. I understand that he's struggling and that um, I think he will be a good player, definitely an all-star in the league, hopefully in years to come. But I think if the Pelicans maybe had not any other point guard, but if they had Lonzo Ball's rival like De'Aaron Fox or 
um, Marcus Smart or I don't know any other player, any other point guard. I think the Pelicans would be in the playoffs right now, and they would be fighting for that eighth or ninth seed against the Pelicans, the the Spurs and um, Phoenix and all those teams. And I think Lonzo Ball is the main contributor to um, why the Pelicans have been playing really bad and why they're two and five. I think also along with that, uh, Zion's not playing so many minutes. Uh, um, Brandon Ingram's not being as aggressive as he was in the beginning of the season, but Lonzo Ball's performance is inexcusable, has been playing atrociously. Um, and because of that, I have to give him a grade of a C minus. I understand C minus. You guys are thinking I just trash talk him so much and that, that might be really, really low. Um, that really might be too high. You think I might give him F, but he's averaging six and a half assists a game, six uh, rebounds, uh, a block a game, a few steals. Um, his defense has been still been very, very good. That's his one strong suit. So I have to give him a grade of C minus. Um, so yeah, we are done uh, for today. Just before the end of the episode, if you are still sticking around, congratulations, you got to hear the announcement. The announcement is that I have been working hard, and I have finally got the podcast on Apple Music. It took me a lot of emails, a lot of um, a lot of headaches. So, if you could show support on Apple Podcasts, that would mean a lot. Uh, but because we are going to be uploading on the on Apple and Spotify, I'm not going to be uploading on SoundCloud anymore. So, if you follow me on there, the new episodes won't be up there. They'll only be on Spotify and Apple. And so, yeah, uh, that is the end of the episode. Uh, make sure to follow on Spotify and on Apple Music, and make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's just the Gummer Report on the YouTube channel. We are on the road to 100 subs. It would mean a lot if you could sub. And yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. The next episode will either be NBA Player Grades um, Week 3, or it will be my full uh, playoff predictions and breakdowns. So follow uh, the channel so you don't miss that. And um, yes, uh, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for watching and goodbye.